Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Welcome to this installment of the Ambitious Podcast, and today is all about the strangest secret. Yes, the strangest secret. So the strangest secret was actually recorded like on an old school record player by one of my favorite new age Stoics, Earl Nightingale. And I listen to The Strangest Secret every day in the morning while I have my coffee. And it just puts everything back into perspective for me. You know, some mornings we wake up, we didn't go to our gratitude, we have hair across our asses, or maybe hairs across our asses, maybe more than one. And shit just gets out of hand. And Believe me, I'm pretty damn good at keeping my shit together, but we all need a reminder. So I have been listening to The Strangest Secret for about 10 years now, and I don't know why, but recently I was just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this every damn day for 30 days, and I'm going to challenge you guys at the end of the podcast to do the same and see how your life just soars to new levels. And I teach an ambitious business and money mistress and mastermind. And our masterminders right now are also doing this with me, which has been so amazing. And every day they post on our private Facebook page, like different takeaways from The Strangest Secret. And it's just so compelling, so inspiring. And I want you all to be part of this with us. Okay. So The Strangest Secret, it's kind of like a weird name for something. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to understand why Earl calls this The Strangest Secret. So for him, he was a huge business coach back in the 40s and the 50s. So what happened was there's like a little wives tale about the strangest secret. So pretty much what happened was something happened to Earl and he was going to speak at this huge business convention and something happened to him and he was like, shit, I can't go to this thing, but I don't want to renegotiate. I still want to give value and service to these people that are you know, coming from all over the country to come and see me speak. So what he did was he sat down and he recorded The Strangest Secret onto like an old record, like the old school records. Remember, guys? I don't know if you guys were born in the 80s. I was born in 81. I used to listen to Michael Jackson Thriller and Debbie Gibson Electric Youth over and over and over again on my freaking record player when I was a little girl. So I do love a good record player. But back then, this is all they had. They didn't have, you know, all the technology we have today. So literally, when you listen to The Strangest Secret, it'll say, flip your record over now. It's the coolest thing. I don't know. I I love old-fashioned nostalgia. So he recorded this Strangest Secret for these men. And pretty much what happened was these guys came in, they listened to the record, and they were like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. But their whole lives changed exponentially after this convention by listening to The Strangest Secret and doing what Earl recommends for the 30 days. Okay, so 
He starts off The Strangest Secret, and he talks about how the biggest issue in the world is men simply don't think. That's how he talks. And at first I'm like, what does that mean, men simply don't think? Remember, guys, like Napoleon Hill says, like, think and grow rich. It says in the Bible, right? Thoughts, words, and deeds. Everything that we think becomes our reality, right? So the more you think and the less you hustle, the more you think and align and the less you grind. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about anything and everything in the world, whether it's relationships, your health, your happiness, whatever. It's all about your mind. So he says that the biggest issue in the world is men simply don't think. And then he was talking about in the next in the next sentence he was saying that if you have 100 men at the age of 25, okay? And you follow them throughout their lives until they turn 65. All of them believe I'm going to be a successful person, I'm going to be wealthy, I'm going to be healthy, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to have all of my dreams, goals, aspirations, etc. But by the time that they're 65, listen to this, how fucking crazy. One will be rich, four will be financially independent, five will still be working, and 54 will be broke, like flat out motherfucking broke, and then the rest just died, okay? So the question I have is like, why only one out of these 100 people from the time they're 25 to the time they're 65, why is only one end up rich? Why is there such a huge disparity in between the ages of 25 and 65, okay? So this really got me thinking because I know so many people, so many people that are around that age group. You know, that 60, 65, when people are like, you know, they were sold this bill of goods by people in the government, like, you know, oh, when you're 65, you retire and then like life just begins for you, which is total bullshit because most people at 65, after they quote unquote retire, die within a couple of years because they have no purpose in life anymore. There's nothing to wake up for. There's only so many lunches. There's only so many shopping days. There's only so many times that you can clean the fucking granite kitchen counter, okay? So why only one? Why? So then he goes on to talk about what is success. And I've talked about this in the past on the Ambitious Podcast. So he says, what is success? And Earl Nightingale believes that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. If you're working towards a predetermined goal and know where you are going and how you're going to get there, then you are a success. So a lot of us... And myself included, we think that people who are successful have, you know, the Maseratis and the Lamborghinis, the big McMansions and like the Chanel bags and all this shit. But truthfully, is that success? Is it success? I honestly don't think so anymore because I've had all that shit. And guess what? I wasn't happy. I mean, I have a very comfortable life now, but I also use my mind and my thoughts to create my environment and my experiences in life. And no Chanel bag or Christian Louboutins are going to make me feel successful, okay? That's just the damn truth, right? So if you're not working towards a predetermined goal, then you are a failure. 
So this is what he says. Let me let me say this again. If you're working towards a predetermined goal and you know where you are going and how you're going to get there, then you are a success. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So if every day you wake up and you just get a little bit better and a little bit closer to your goal, but you know where you're going, you know you're, how you're going to get there, and you are at the point in your life where you're just like, listen, this is how... I want to succeed. This is where I'm going. But I also trust the universe has my back. So if I get thrown a curveball or my success is attained through ways that I never thought possible, it's also very divine because you're co-creating with God. You're co-creating with the universe to create your most ambitious life, right? Okay. Then he goes on to say the opposite of courage is not cowardice. It's conformity. People acting like everyone else and not knowing why. We're acting like the 95%, not the 5%. That's a problem. That's a problem. He was saying that uh, in The Strangest Secret, he was saying that if you ask 20 people why they get up every day and go to work, 19 out of the 20 will say, well, everybody else goes to work. It's fucking lemmings. Lemmings. Everyone thinking that they have to do what everyone else is doing is creating conformity. And conformity is just like being everyone else. You're not standing out from the crowd. You're not living life on your own terms. Is that success? Not really, right? So the person who's doing what they want to do is successful. Never mind how many zeros are in their bank account. So He was saying, you know, if you're a teacher and you get up every day to teach and you love what you do, yeah, there are days where you're going to eat a shit sandwich. Absolutely. But you're choosing to teach. You're choosing to be a teacher. You love it. That is success. If you own a corner gas station and that's been your dream since you were a little child to own a corner gas station, then you are a success. If you're a fucking garbage man and you are getting up every day and you're like, I can't wait to go throw the garbage in the garbage truck, you are a success. You're more of a success than someone who is, you know, living on a yacht in the bay outside of Mykonos and just is fucking depressed and sad and doesn't understand why that they're here and they have no goals. They're just like a ship without a rudder, right? So doing a predetermined job deliberately is success, okay? So today on the Ambitious Podcast, and I I want you to listen to this yourself, but I wanted just to kind of give you an overview. But today we're going to talk about the top 10 biggest lessons that I took away from The Strangest Secret, and hopefully you will also take away these lessons as well. Then we're going to get into a challenge, which I think will be really super fun. Okay, so here's the top 10 biggest lessons that I took away from Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. Number one is don't compete, create. This means waking up every day to serve and give value. So many of the people I know, the people I coach, the people who are in my mistress mind and mastermind, the people who are in my protocols, they just want to compete with other people. They look at other people's shit on social media and they're like, why don't I have a house like that? Why is, I don't have six-pack abs like that. My husband doesn't look like Jason Momoa. Why am I not have a Maserati Gran Turismo? I don't fucking know, okay? You can only answer that for yourself. But truthfully, at the end of the day, it's because you're constantly in competition and you're not in creation. When you wake up to create, you are acting godlike. God is the master creator. The universe is the master creator. If you can wake up every day and just say, God, goddess, universal life force energy, 
all of my guardians, my guides, my loved ones who are no longer here on this earth plane, surround me with your love and your light and your wisdom. Help me help as many people as I can today. Help me be the best version of myself today. I am your humble, humble servant. And whatever you ask of me, I will do. Just guide me. Just use me as your vessel. Wouldn't that be a hell of a lot different, y'all, than waking up every day and going on Facebook and going on social media and going on Instagram and, you know, just being like, oh, good for her that she has that. Oh, I have to do this because that person's doing this. No, just get up every day and serve and create and give value. And that's what I do every day. And that's why I'm successful. That, people always ask me, why are you so successful? Because I give value, I serve, and I don't ask for anything in return. And when I do have something to sell, people buy it because they love me and they trust me and they know that I want to give them the best, best service, experience, etc. possible. Number two, know where you're going and have a plan. So in The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale talks about two different ships, okay? So one ship has no crew, no captain, no goal, no destination, no rudder, okay? And the other one has a full crew, an incredibly experienced captain. They have a destination. They know where they're going. They have it all mapped out. What do you? Which ship do you think is going to end up like he says in The Strangest Secret, washed up ashore derelict. Which boat, which ship do you think is going to get to its destination in a calm and very, very straight, successful manner? And which one do you think is going to end up shipwrecked? The one without the crew, the one without the preparation, the one without the destination, the one without the goal. We are like ships, people. If we don't have like a really experienced captain, i.e. us, at the helm, if we don't have a goal, if we don't have a map, we are going to end up like the fucking 65-year-old that's like, what the fuck am I doing? And I'm broke, and I'm unhappy, and I I just am just going to die, okay? Number three, we become what we think about. We become what they think what we think about, right? So Marcus Aurelius, one of my favorite Stoic philosophers, he says, a man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Ralph Waldo Emerson, we know Ralphie. A man is what he thinks about all day long. William James said, human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. Every philosopher from Stoic times up into New Age, all say the same thing. All, right? Even Jesus says it in the Bible. We become what we think about. Thoughts, words, and actions create our reality, right? So Florence Scoville Shin talks about it in all of her books. It's the army of the aliens comes into your mind and you all of a sudden, you know, you won't go from having like this great day, you're super positive to like life sucks. What the fuck is the point? We have to control our mind like we would control a wild animal because that is truly what our mind is. Our minds are just wild animals and we have to put the reins on the freaking bucking bronco, Right. Same thing with our minds. So every time that you start to think about something that's negative or low vibrational or upsetting or aggravating or loop or hypnotic rhythm, you've got to be like, yo, stop. I'm doing it again. Cut it out. I literally yell. I go, shut the fuck up. 
And Matt's like, oh, she's talking to her subconscious mind again. And I, I know that sounds absolutely insane, guys, but it's the only way that I can stop it because my brain from childhood, from a very young age, has been programmed to think negatively, has been programmed to think the worst, has been programmed to have anxiety and depression and be like, what's the fucking point of life? But we, it's just like installing a new computer program. It's just like doing an iOS upgrade on your iPhone, Okay. If you don't upgrade your iPhone, you're going to have glitches. You're going to have problems. You're not going to be able to use your apps correctly. It's the same thing with your mind, guys. So remember, we become what we think about. We think high vibrational, loving thoughts of affluence and abundance and joy and uh, freedom and all these things. We're going to have those things. If we think in low vibrational, sad, depressed, anxiety, anxiety, worrisome thoughts, we're going to have that kind of life, right? Do you agree? Be fucking better. Number four, don't be a donkey. So he doesn't say this in The Strangest Secret, but I obviously am a huge proponent of don't being a donkey. It's Burden's ass fable. Go back to the Don't Be a Donkey and Bitches podcast. It's one of my people's favorites. My listeners' favorite podcast is Don't Be a Donkey. But you have to act in cold blood if the thing we think about is real. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you will be good. Only you must and really must wish these things and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred incompatible things just as strongly. So, so many of us, and you guys listen to this right now, fucking clean the potatoes out of your goddamn ears and open up your ears and listen to this shit right now. If you are like... Okay, I will give you just a prime example. I have so many friends that are not married. They don't have a significant other, okay? And they will say like, oh, I just want to find Mr. Right. I just want to find someone that's just like loves me for me and accepts me and is like all these things, you know, like A, B, C, and D, blah, blah, blah. Then on their social media, they'll make jokes like, I'm never getting married. I don't know why people, like they'll put memes up about like hating relationships. So it's like, One half of you is saying that you want to find the man of your dreams or the significant other of your dreams. And you're saying that you would like this person to have all of these different parts to them, these different, beautiful, loving, gorgeous, high vibrational parts to them. And then in the same fucking breath, you are making a joke saying how, you know, you think weddings are bullshit, you hate married, you would never get married. You're, you're, you love being alone, freedom, all this shit. So the universe is like, bitch, make up your motherfucking mind. Do you want to find Mr. Right or do you want to be single for the rest of your life? Which being single for the rest of your life is fucking awesome if that's what you desire, if that's what you put out there. So you can't be mad at the universe and you can't be mad at God for not giving you what you want and what you desire because you're, you're fucking telling it mixed messages. You're sending it mis- mixed messages. Do you know what I'm saying? So whatever you want in life, you have to be so fucking definite, like a goddamn dog on a bone, until you get what you desire, period. Stop telling the universe all these different things that are not what you truly want. You got to cut the shit. So remember, don't be a donkey. Stay the course. Stay focused. Number five, 
If you think negative terms, you will get negative results. If you think positively, you will get positive results, right? I have so many clients that work with me and they're like, oh, this is so hard. I'm like, no shit. Anything worth having in life is fucking difficult. It wouldn't be worth it if it was just easy and it was just handed to you on a silver fucking platter, right? And then they start to say things like, um, well, I've never really ever like lost weight before or released weight before. So why would it work this time? I don't know, bitch. Why would it? (laughs) It ain't going to if you talk like that, right? Or like, oh, nothing ever good happens to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, because you keep saying it, bitch. Wake up and smell the pussy, as little Wayne would say. Cut the shit, guys. Remember, whatever you think, whatever you say becomes your reality. Thoughts, words, and deeds. So if you think negative terms, you're going to get negative results. If you think positively, you will get positive results. So you have to shift your mindset. I think above all else, mindset is number one. It is, more, it, is be, it is better to have a positive mindset than to eat healthy and to sleep eight hours a night and do and work out every day. I swear to God, because you can eat healthy, work out every day, um, do all these things for your physical health. But if your mind is killing your body, you're going to end up with a disease and you're going to end up sick and you're gonna never going to be the optimal, best, highest performance self that you can be. Period. Period. So mindset is number one. Number six takeaway, you make your own circumstances. This is so huge. Like so many people will say to me like, Katie, everything you touch turns to gold. Like you never fail. And I'm like, well, that's not fucking true. I don't show you all of my failures because you would be bored with me because I fail every day. But I also take risks and that is huge. So the more risks you take, the more times you're going to fail. But that's okay because failing is always going to teach you a lesson if you choose to take that as the lesson. But my biggest thing in life, when people say to me, why are you so successful? Give me your secret. I wake up every day and if I want something, if I desire something, I will fucking come hell or high water get it because I will make a way. I will make a way. So if the if there's an impasse and in my in my journey, my destination is blocked, I will drill a hole through that mountain. I will figure it out. I will make my own circumstances. Okay? My life does not happen to me. I create my reality. I wake up every day and say, okay, Katie, how are you going to achieve this? Oh, that sounds hard. That might be difficult. That might come with some problems. No problem. Great. Okay, adversity is going to make me stronger. It's going to harden me. It's going to make me fucking scrappier. Great. Wake up and make your own circumstances. Don't let life and just the way the wind blows dictate to you where you're going in life. Absolutely, absolutely loser central. People who are fucking losers, let life just hand them the whatever bag of shit that comes their way. I refuse it. Even if I'm put into a really hard position, I'm like, okay, this is difficult right now, but how can I shift this? How can I change this right now? What power do I have to make this circumstance different? And that's what I do. Number seven, whatever you plant in your land is what will grow. So in The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale talks about our minds, even though it's a lot more um, overwhelming than just this 
this like little story, right? Because the mind is just so intricate and we hardly know anything about it. But what he says is the land that you could plant in is very much like your mind. So you have two seeds. One is corn and one is nightshade, a deadly poison. The land will always return what you plant. It doesn't care what you plant. So if you plant poison, nightshade, and you water it and you give it sun and you give it love and you weed around it and you do all these things, it's going to produce a deadly poison called nightshade. Same thing with corn or any other crop that's healthy. Whatever you plant will be the return. So it's like it says in the Bible, whatever you sow, so shall you reap. So except the mind is way more fertile than the land. So if you put fear and anxiety and worry or you put happiness and positivity and beautiful high vibrational feelings, that's what your mind will return. And whatever your mind returns is what your life will be. So remember, you're the farmer. Are you going to cultivate land and make it strong and powerful with great high vibrational healthy crops? Or are you going to point plant poison in the fields of your mind? Such a good analogy, right? And then number eight, oh, y'all are going to get mad at me for saying this right now, but it's the motherfucking truth. And I say it to my own self. Wherever you are in life is exactly where you want to be, believe it or not. So, so many people wish for their lives to be different than what they are, yet they do nothing to change it. You, If you're here listening to the Ambitious Podcast and you've ever been on the KBMFC website and you've poked around into like level up or the different offerings, if you want to take your life to the next level, I have tons of protocols for that. You can work with me one-on-one. You can do the Ambitious 28-day program. You can do a full-day mastermind, just you and I. It doesn't matter. And I'm not the only person out there that does this work. There's plenty of people out there that you can work with. If you want to have something you've never had before, you have to do things you've never done before. So don't complain where you are in life. If you're not taking your life by the hairy nutsack and stepping into your power and knowing that if you are where you are in life and you don't like the circumstances, you can change it. But if you are not changing the circumstances, shut the actual fuck up because you are deciding, you are deciding to be there, period. Number nine, the architect of the universe didn't create a stairway that goes nowhere. We came from someplace and we are going someplace. So we should make our lives an exciting adventure. You guys, we are all going to die. If you read my book, Ambitious, in the latter chapters, there's death meditation. We're going to die. We don't know when we're going to go. We don't know when we're going to shuffle off this mortal coil, but we are going to all die. That is something that every person, no matter their their race, their class, their socioeconomic structure, whatever they are in life, we are all going to die. That is our that is our common thread. So why not make the life that you have a freaking exciting adventure. Wake up every day and kick life in the balls and say, how can I have a great day today? What can I do to change my energy? What can I do to change my circumstances? How can I live life more ambitiously? And then do those things. And then anything else that does not agree with those things, say, no, thank you, period. And number 10, the law of the universe. So this is Newton's natural law of physics, okay? So put your thinking caps on and go back to like eighth grade fucking 
class, okay? For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. We can achieve nothing without paying the price. You have to pay the price. So he talks about in The Stranger's Secret, if you want to be a a physician or a doctor or a surgeon, you're going to have to pay the price when everyone else in their 20s is fucking sucking dick and partying their tits off. You're going to be going to massive amounts of school. You are going to be in the hospital doing freaking like, you know, 48-hour shifts. It's just the way it's going to be. But guess what? You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to have esteem. You're going to be able to help people, but you're going to pay the price. Just like me with Katie Boyd's Misfit Club. When I started my company when I was 18 years old, everyone was partying. And let me tell you, I partied too. Don't get it twisted. But there were days where all my friends were out partying and I was like, you know, working 18 hour days. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't do all these things. But guess what? Now I'm sitting pretty when a lot of my friends don't have two nickels to rub together. Okay, so you have to pay the price. If you want a life that is worth living, if you want an ambitious life, you have to pay the motherfucking price, period. End of story. Okay, so let's do this. I want us all, and I'm doing it regardless, but I want us all to do this 30 day challenge. Okay, so for every day after you listen to this podcast, starting whatever day. And for every day for 30 days, you're going to listen to The Strangest Secret. It's 30 minutes long. You can have coffee. You can go use, you know, go for a walk and listen to it, work out. It doesn't matter. Drive. I don't care. And you're going to take a note card, okay? And on one side of the note card, you're going to write down your goal. And then the other side of the note card, you're going to write the Sermon on the Mount, okay? So that's number one. You're going to listen to every day for 30 days, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. And then on one side, you're going to write what you desire more than anything else. Okay. So this could be a position, a higher position at work, a beautiful family, an incredible home um, to release weight and hit your goal uh, physically, Uh, travel. I don't care what it is, but just write it down. And then carry the card with you everywhere you go. And just as you do what you're doing to get to that goal, just be cheery about it. Be happy about it. And look at it first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed at night. Okay? And then on the other side of the card, you're going to write down the Sermon on the Mount. So as you believe, so shall it be done unto you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. That's the Sermon on the Mount, okay? I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Buddhist, okay? I know that this is like a Christianity type of thing, but it doesn't matter because all of the different religions in the world and the spiritual forms in the world all say the same shit, okay? Just different shit in a different bucket. Same shit, I mean, in a different bucket, right? Okay, so once this habit is formed, It's going to follow you forever. Stop thinking about what you fear and replace what you fear with your positive and worthwhile goal. Thinking negatively is always easier than thinking positively, right? So for the 30 days, you're going to take motherfucking control of your mind. You're going to do more than you 
ever have to do, whether it's like in work, being a mom, being a wife, being a friend, whatever you do, I want you for the next 30 days to go about whatever you do with so much vigor, so much power. I want you to go at it like you've never gone at it before. And keep your note card with you. Read it in the morning. Read it at night. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on that one goal, right? We're not being a donkey. We're not going to think about 50 other goals. It's just going to be that one goal. And the moment you decide what your goal is, you are going to move towards that success, right? And don't concern yourself of how you're going to achieve the success. The answers are going to come to you through the divine. So once you start doing this work, God's like, oh shit, she's finally got it together. Fuck, let's throw this bitch a bone, right? So don't worry about like, how are you going to achieve it? What are you going to do? Just serve and serve and serve and give value like no other and show up and do your work, whatever that is, more and better than you ever have in your entire life, keeping in mind this one goal, keeping in mind the service, the Sermon on the Mount, and just go about this with calm, beautiful energy. And don't think of receiving anything in return. So if you have a business, I want you to go about your business like you've never gone about it before, ever, ever, ever. And then just know that if you're doing this, whatever you sow, you shall reap. It's karma. Karma is a law. It's boomerang, right? You can't go about this and not receive anything in return. The great Dorothea Brand said, act as though it is impossible to fail. Act as though it is impossible to fail. Persistence is faith. If you fail and suddenly find yourself overwhelmed by negative thoughts during these 30 days, you have to start over from the beginning. So you have to start over your 30 days from the beginning, right? Nothing great was ever accomplished without great inspiration, right? Don't worry. Don't let yourself fall apart to anxiety. Worry brings fear and fear is crippling. Be cheerful and don't let any petty things annoy you for the 30 days right? And a lot of people are going to say to me, Katie, why should I even bother? Well, then you know what, bitch? Look at the alternative. Do or do not. There is no try, as Master Yoda will say, right? Do or do not. There is no try. And why should you bother? Look at the motherfucking alternative. To be a loser, to be mediocre, to be one of those timid souls that will not know success or defeat. Is that what you want in life? You just want to like fucking shuffle off your mortal coil like a fart in the wind and no one's going to even remember your fucking name or how you made them feel? Give me a goddamn break. And a lot of us, and he talks about this in The Strangest Secret, he says, so many people in the world are sitting in front of the fire of life and they're saying to the fire, give me heat and then I'll put in the wood. No, You put in the wood and then the fire gives you heat, right? It's the opposite. You have to show up. You have to give value. And your success is always going to be measured by the quality and the quantity of what you give to others. Your returns are equal to your service. You want more out of life? Give more service. And this is honestly, at the end of the day, the price you must pay for what you desire in life. So, That is your challenge to listen to Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret every day for 30 days. Do your note card, listen to it, and watch it, that note card in the morning. Watch it right before you bed. Go to bed, read it, 
okay? Keep it close to you. Don't let yourself get distracted. When you feel like you need a reminder, come back to this podcast and listen to it as many times as you want. And that is it. But that is the strangest secret. I don't know why it's a secret, but Earl calls it a secret. And it's real. I mean, it is a secret because no one's fucking doing this work. Only like maybe 2% of the population. Okay. So I hope that this helped today. Listen to everything I say and take it all into consideration and do the work. If you want to have an ambitious life, you got to pay the price. You got to do the work. You got to eat the shit sandwich sometimes. That's just the way it goes. In the meantime, while you're doing this, head on over to kbmfc.com. Pick up a copy of Ambitious the Book. Get yourself into the next phase of the Ambitious 28-Day Protocol. Or just have a one-on-one call with me. You can do any of that kind of stuff if you are seeking to go deeper down the rabbit hole and create life ambitiously. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday.